Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the teaching ministry of your Holy Spirit, and we ask for that. In Jesus' name, that you would teach us now, that your word would be planted in our lives, and we would truly become wise men and women of God in the days to come. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we started a series last week on you know, navigating 2021 and beyond with wisdom, a series on the book of Proverbs. And this morning, we're going to talk specifically about the subject of Wise decision-making, planning and wise decision-making in 2021 and beyond, and what the book of Proverbs teaches us about that, how to go about making a wise decision. Now, before we start that, I want to give you a pop quiz. We give you a test, and I'm going to show like six photos up on the screen in a moment, and you just holler out if that's wise or unwise, Okay. And so we're going to see how, if you guys are really tracking. So go ahead and do the first photo. Is this wise or unwise? unwise. Okay. All right, next one. All right, next one. Okay, next one. Next one. All right, last one. You're right. All of those are unwise decisions. Now, how can we make sure that we are going to make wise decisions in the year to come? Do you know, and I don't know how they went about coming up with this statistic, but someone figured out that the average person makes 774,000 decisions over their lifetime. The average person, 774,000 decisions, and well comes to regret 143,000 of them. I mean, how can you come to learn to make wise decisions and not make decisions that you're going to regret? So as we continue this series, we're going to focus primarily on what does the book of Proverbs teach about how to make wise decisions? How do we make wise plans and wise decisions? I'm going to give you 10 principles those of you who like to take notes, there's going to be 10 principles from the book of Proverbs on how to make wise decisions. All right, number one, here's the first one. Number one principle in making wise decisions is what does God have to say about that? That's where you start. Does God speak to this decision? If God speaks to it, then I need to do what God says because that is best for me. If I go against what God says, I will be detrimentally impacted. And so the first proverb we want to look at, Proverbs 2, verse 6, says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. The Lord gives wisdom. His way is the best way, always the best way, 100% of the time. You know, wisdom in the book of Proverbs is, means skillful living. God's way of living life is always the best way of living life. To go against God's word is to always suffer for it, is to always pay a price for it. Now, if you're thinking right now of some decision you've got to make, and you're thinking, yeah, I know the Bible says this, but I'm going to do this. If you're thinking that somehow you're going to be the exception to the rule and you're not going to suffer for going against God's word, you're fooling yourself. When we go against God's word, we always suffer for it. We always pay the price for it. I'm going to give you an example. 
And as I was praying about an example, the Lord put this example on my heart here to share. Job chapter 31, verse 1. Here's what Job says. Job says, I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? See, Job, who's a married man at this time, realizes that he wants to obey God, and he realizes that lustful living is in disobedience to God and will not be good for him. He will suffer for it. So he has made a covenant with his eyes, not even to gaze at a young, beautiful woman, because he doesn't want to even run the risk of lusting. So he's committed to live that way. Why? Because that's wise. That's why. To live that way is to live in honoring God's word and God's way. See, Job understood something the Apostle Paul later writes about. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 8, here's what the Apostle Paul writes. He says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh shall reap from the flesh corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit shall reap from the Spirit eternal life. Now understand, he says, do not be deceived. If, if you sow to the flesh, he's talking about lust. If you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption 100% of the time. Do not be deceived about that. Whatever you sow, you reap. Paul's real clear about this. So Job understood this truth long before Paul writes about it, and he doesn't want to suffer. He doesn't want to suffer the consequences of living with lust, so he made this covenant with his eyes. That he's not even going to look. Very wise. Now, I'll tell you what. I can teach this to a room full of men. I know this from four decades of experience of, of, of doing men's ministry. I can teach this truth to a room full of men, and some, many of those men, will go out that week, before the week's over, will look at pornography. You say, oh, how do you know? I know from experience. I've talked to these guys. Why, why would they do that? Why would they somehow think, well, somehow I can, I can look at this and it's not going to really, I'm not going to suffer corruption. Wrong. You can't go against God's way and not pay for it. So this is where wisdom starts. I'm about to make a decision. I want to know, does the Bible speak to it? If the Bible speaks to it, I want to do it what the Bible says, because that's the best way. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean, do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, know him, and he will make your path straight. Or one translation, path smooth. Your path will be smoothed out. If you want a smooth path, then you do things that are consistent with knowing him. You obey him. So if he, spoke, if he has spoken to your decision situation, then you do what he says, and your path will be smooth. If you reject what he says, and you want to, then you're going to have a path full of potholes and thorns and thistles and debris and hassle and suffering. You're going to pay the price. Here's what it says, Proverbs 22, verse 5. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards himself will be far from them. This whole idea, again, do you want a smooth path or do you want a path full of thorns and snares? That's the choice before all of us. Well, I want a smooth path. Okay, then we got to make decisions consistent with what God says about that particular subject. 
I think we all know somebody that it seems like everything is going wrong in their life all the time. And I've heard, and I've heard it many times, and there's like a whining, you know, whining voice, and they're like, how come this keeps happening to me? And I point out because you're doing this, this, and this is all against what God says. And that it's like they don't even hear that. And they go out and they continue to go against what God says and suffer some more. And go, I can't believe this is happening to me. And then they blame something else. They blame every, everybody else and everything else and never take responsibility for themselves. Here's what Proverbs 14 verse 22 says. Will they not go astray who devise evil? But kindness and truth will be to those who devise good. So we need to learn to make decisions by the objective word of God and not by our feelings. It's so important that we follow God's way if we want a smooth path. The fool, the fool makes decisions not based on the truth, but based on how he feels. Proverbs 12, verse 15 says this, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. And the best counsel and advice comes from God, from his word. God gives the best advice. So that's where it all starts. So you're about to make a big decision, or you got a big decision coming here in 2021, and even little decisions. You know, how does God's word speak to that decision? If you want a smooth path and you want God's blessing, then you obey God. If you want a path full of thorns and thistles and potholes and trouble, then go against God. So that's the first principle we need to understand. We've got to follow God's revealed word. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I've got a tough decision to make, and I don't know the Bible very good, so I really don't know what God says about that decision. Well, that's one of the reasons churches have elders and pastors and leaders. So, so many would be glad to sit down with you and talk with you and be sounding boards for you and show you the verses that may apply to your situation so you can make the best decision, a wise decision. So that's where it starts. What does God say about it? Line up with what God says. All right, number two, second principle in making wise decisions for 2021 and beyond. Make sure you have all the facts. You're about to make a decision. Do you have all the facts that you need to make a be- the best decision here? Make sure you have all the facts. Proverbs 18, 13 says, he who gives an answer before he hears, it is folly and shame to him. He's got an answer, but he doesn't even have all the facts. He's not listening. Proverbs eighteen seventeen, the first to plead his case seems right until another comes and examines him, cross-examines him, the idea here. In other words, you can't, you know, the judge and the jury, they can't make a decision until they get all the facts, right? And neither can we. So make sure you have all the facts, gather information. A good example of that in the Old Testament is Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah, remember Nehemiah is going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. What does he do? That first night, while it's still dark, he gets on a horse and he surveys the whole situation. He gathers all the information he needs so he can make a wise decision as he leads this giant undertaking. Now, we need to, you know, since COVID hit, there's been a lot of different ideas about what we should do with COVID. Well, the if we're going to make a wise decision, we need to gather all the facts. The problem is, with COVID, we've been getting different facts and consistent information. But more and more, it's starting to get consistent, and we can know how we can navigate this with wisdom. 
Let's take another example. Take the vaccine. We have some in our church that have already had the vaccine. We have some that are, on, that are scheduled this week to get the vaccine. We have uh, some that aren't planning on getting it at all and so forth. So how do you know what's wise regarding the vaccine? Well, an important step is making sure you get all the information. Gather facts. Don't just listen to maybe one person's opinion about it. Get the facts, all the facts you can in order to make a wise decision. That's how we should go about making all of our decisions, and obviously especially major decisions. All right, so first of all, what does God have to say about it? Line up with God's word if he speaks to that decision. Secondly, gather all the facts. Gather your information so you can make a wise decision. Number three, third principle to making a wise decision is make sure that you're not rushing your decision. Make sure you're not rushing your decision. Proverbs 19.2 says, Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps errs. Proverbs 21, verse 5, The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty. I mean, how many of you can think of a decision that you made that you were rushed and pressured that you now regret? See, it's real easy for that to happen. So important that we do not rush a decision, that we are not hasty. Now, there's a difference between you can make a quick decision and not necessarily be hasty. One of my favorite quotes from UCLA basketball coach from many years ago, John Wooden, he would tell his players in the locker room, be quick, but don't hurry. And so it is possible you can be quick without hurrying. I mean, sometimes you've got enough experience and you know enough information that you can make a quick decision. Not all quick decisions are bad. But there's a difference between making a quick decision and being rushed and pressured into making a decision that you haven't really weighed, you know, all of the information, the strengths and weaknesses, pros and cons. Let me give you another verse that really shows a kind of a logical order in decision-making. Proverbs 24, verse 27 says, Prepare your work outside and make it ready for yourself in the field. This is an agricultural culture. Afterwards, then build your house. In other words, make sure you got things right with the crops and you're going to have food in the future and income. Then build your house. See, there's an order here. Before you build your house, you need to make sure that you've got money for it, to put it in our terms today. A lot of people make decisions on buying a house or building a house or making a move when they're really not financially in a position to do what they want to do, and they begin to try to live in a lifestyle they cannot continue to maintain, and then they're crushed under the weight of debt. And so it's really important for us to be wise in the process of making decisions. Am I really prepared for that decision? Financially, am I prepared for that decision? Now, Financial Peace University, again, is a great class to take. Dave and Marcy Wegraff do a great job of that. And be able to get your finances in order, that will impact a lot of decisions. So, again, that's why we offer that class. And, and you, you can take this class right now, you know, with the way we've bought the rights to this class for our church, and you can do this now free of charge. So I urge you to take advantage of it. Okay, fourth principle for making wise decisions in 2021 and beyond. Number four is consider what motives are driving your decision. 
what is really driving this decision? You want to change jobs, okay. What is, what, what's, what's the motive for that? I want to make a move to another house. Okay, what's driving that? Make sure that you've done some heart searching. Proverbs 16.2 says, All the ways of a man are clean in his own sight, but the Lord weighs the motives. So honestly, assess your motives. Examine your heart. Why do you want to do that? Is there something deeper going on inside of you that you need to really be honest about? Proverbs 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. There's so much in this verse. We're going to take a whole Sunday down in the future in dealing with this proverb. Watch over your heart. With all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. What is going on inside you right you know, with that decision you're facing? Examine your heart. I share with some of you in the past that, that in 1987, September 1987, we started a Bible study, Tracy and I, that would eventually become Grace Community Church. I was involved in another ministry before that. I left on good terms, and then we were trying to figure out what we we're going to do next. Uh, with our lives, we're wrestling with starting a a church, but also a friend of mine, very wealthy friend, invited me over to Dallas, took me out to this real expensive restaurant, and this restaurant had its own health club, and I'm I'm just really treated, you know, to the tens in every way, and then he offers me a job in 1987 for $220,000, and Tracy and I had no money at the time, we're starting Grace Community Church. And I would eventually, we did start Grace Me Church, I eventually was going to make $30,000. That was what the, where we were going to set my, my pay at. And, and so I'm, I'm wrestling with this, this, this decision. And my, my dad thinks I've lost my mind. I'm even wrestling with this decision. My dad wasn't a Christian at the time. And that's, I, th- I thought, you know, I need to pray about this and think, Lord, what do you want me to do? But also, I need to ask some questions about what's going on in here. What's going on in my heart? I mean, I feel this pull. What's happening here? And I had to wrestle through that and pray through that. And, and after Tr- Tracy and I did spend time praying about that and talking about that, we decided we wanted to start Grace Community Church and not take that job. And I tell you what, I've had zero regrets. And so, again, it's an important step in this. It's to examine your heart. You've got a major decision to make. Examine your motives. All right? Fifth principle from the book of Proverbs, making wise decisions is this. Consider how your past experiences inform your present situation, your present decision. How has your past experience informed, how does that inform your present situation, your present decision? Proverbs 26, verse 11. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. So ask yourself, I'm about to make a major decision. Am I about to walk right back into a bad situation that I should have already learned from, my past experience? Ask yourself that question. I believe, as I was praying about this message, that there's someone in earshot of me, whether you're in this room or you're online, that you just got out of an abusive relationship and you're about to walk right back into another one. Stop and ask yourself the question. How has my past experience informed my present choice, decision? Or some guy that says, you know, 
every time I hang out with these guys, in the past, I slipped back into some bad patterns, habits, addictions. When I hang out with them, before you know it, I'm smoking grass again or I'm abusing alcohol again. And so I'm away from them, but but I kind of want to go hang out. Ask yourself the question, does your past experience inform this present choice? Why do you want to go back to what you know every time you've gone back to it's pulled you down? See, wisdom tells us that we need to learn from our past experiences and they should inform our present choices. All right? Number six, six principle in living with wisdom, navigating 2021 and beyond is number six is get counsel from wise advisors. Get counsel from wise advisors. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in the abundance of counselors, notice that word abundance, in the abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs 20, verse 18, prepare plans by consultation and make war by wise guidance. Before you make a big decision like going to war, you better have some wise guidance, right? For, you know, prepare your, as you're preparing your plans, whatever they are, get some consultation. Seek advice from many advisors. By the way, these, ver- these verses, we're going to see some more of them. They don't say just get a second opinion. They say get advice from many advisors. And by the way, don't just get advice from that one person that you, you convince is going to agree with what you already want to do. That's what we do. We get advice from the person we think, well, I know he, he's going to agree with me, so I'm going to get that advice. Get some advice from some people that you know think differently about this situation. Hear them out. Listen. Proverbs 18.1. He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. He separates himself. In other words, he doesn't want to hear it anymore. He, you know, I don't want to hear that advice anymore. He separates himself, you know, because he wants his own desire. I know what I want. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. That's a fool. Proverbs 18, 2. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. I was, I was talking to a young man not too long ago, and he, he just kept talking and talking and talking, and he wouldn't give me a chance to answer him. He kept talking, and I started to answer. He cut me off and talking, cut me off and talking. I finally said, you can't learn anything while you're talking. That's what a fool does. They only want to reveal their own mind. So talk to some trusted mentors and friends. Again, that's why I keep saying you'll keep hearing it from me till Jesus comes. And that is I want everyone in our church to have a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. Remember, Apostle Paul had a Barnabas, was a co-laborer, friend, supporter, held him accountable, walked shoulder to shoulder. He had a Timothy, young man, he poured into. See, it'd be good if we all had a Paul, someone that was older, wiser, could pour into us, and we had a Barnabas, someone to walk beside us and encourage us and strengthen us, and a Timothy, someone we could pour into. But we need to have someone who can give us some wise advice. Proverbs 15, 22, another one. Without consultation, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, there it is again, many, many counselors, they succeed. I tell you, we've got great wise elders in our church 
And, and I just, I'm so grateful for the elders that we have. And I was thinking about three of them in particular who've been with me and with Grace for over three decades. Uh, Fred Arnold, Jerry Bates, and Bruce Roberts. And these guys I have, you know, have saved me from making bad decisions in the past. I mean, I've come to so many elder meetings over, over these last 30 plus years and just, I've got vision, I've got ideas, and, and I just appreciate that they'll lean back and give me some good, wise counsel and saved us from, from some lots of trouble, I believe, over the years. But we all need that. We all need some people like that. We all need a sounding board. We all need some wise advisors. Don't make a major decision without some advice. Get some many counselors into your life. And there's many good leaders at Grace, many wise elders that would be glad to sit down and be a sounding board for you. All right, number seven. Seventh principle from the book of Proverbs, I'm making a wise, wise decision, is consider any warning signs. Are there some warning signs right now that you're not paying attention to? Proverbs 10, verse 1. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who forsakes reproof goes astray. In other words, you're getting some warnings, but you are rejecting the warnings. You're not paying attention to them. Consider any warning signs. Consider them. Proverbs 27, verse 6. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. I hope every one of you guys has a friend that you love enough and they love you enough that they can tell you something that's hard to hear. And it kind of wounds you. But faithful are the wounds of a friend. A friend that that's that you know, someone that can say that's something that hurts, but you needed it. It's kind of a good hurt. And everything's still cool between you because you've got that kind of friendship. We need that in our lives. Now, I'd say to the married men in here, you know, I'd say listen to the cautions of your wife. You know, if your wife has got some, she's got some concerns about a decision you're about to make, pay attention to that. You know, I've learned, I've learned that to listen to the caution, Tracy's cautions, and they're almost always right. So listen to the cautions of those closest to you, but also listen to the cautions that are going on inside of you. You know that check in your spirit? You're about to make a decision, but there's a check in your spirit. There's something inside you warning you. Pay attention to that. I tell you what, I've learned that when I have gone against the check in my spirit, I almost always regret it. Pay attention to the warnings. The warnings. Any warning signs, either from somebody else to you, pay attention, or inside of you. All right, number eight, eighth principle, making wise decisions here in 2021 and beyond, is consider the possible outcomes for your chosen course of action. Others, what are some of the, if I take this choice, what are the possible outcomes? If I, if I take this path, what's the possible outcome? Stop and consider that. Consider the possible outcomes of your chosen course of action. Proverbs fourteen fifteen, The naive believes everything, but the sensible man considers his steps. The sensible man is considering his steps. He's thinking about, if I take this, these steps, what will it lead to? Proverbs 27, verse 12. A prudent man sees evil and hides himself. The naive proceed and pay the penalty. So a prudent man sees this pathway could lead to 
some danger. And he hides himself. He's not going down that path. But the naive, they just head right on down the path and suffer for it. You know, the first service, he had a friend of mine, Pakistani minister. He and I were in Pakistan together twice ministering. He, was, he came to second service. And, and I, so I told the story on him. And then while we were, last time we were in Pakistan together, we were ministering in one particular city with, you know, 120 pastors. And then we ministered at one of the biggest churches in Pakistan. It had like 5,000 people in it. But this was all in a compound with armed guards. And so, but one of the pastors came to me and he said, uh, will you come to my village tonight and minister to my church? He only had, he had church about 200 people. So would you come minister tonight? And I just looked at him and said, sure. And then my friend, Falek, he, he inter- intervened and said, no, we cannot come tonight. We cannot come tonight. And then, and then we walk off and he puts his arm around me and goes, the risk is not worth it. What he's saying is, is basically he's, he's using this principle right here. He's considering possible outcomes and saying the risk for this is not worth what we could lose. And so we need to do that in decision-making. We need to consider some possible outcomes. Is it really worth the risk, what you're considering doing? All right, number nine. Ninth principle from the book of Proverbs on making wise decisions is consider if this decision could jeopardize your integrity or hinder the ministry of the Lord. Could this decision jeopardize your testimony, your integrity, your reputation, could this decision hinder your future ministry? You need to consider that because there's nothing more important than the kingdom of God. It's more important what job you take, what, what neighborhood you move into, all the kinds of possible decisions. The kingdom of God matters more, the eternal kingdom of God. So consider, is this decision going to hinder my testimony? Is this decision going to hinder the ministry? You need to ask yourself that question because you bear the name of Jesus. It matters what you do. Proverbs 25, verse 26 says, Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. Proverbs 10, 9. He walks with integrity, walks securely, but he who perverts his way will be found out. Make decisions and choices like other people are going to find out what you did. When I was in high school, before I was a Christian, I was going out with my friends. My mom would say before I left the door, she'd say, don't do anything tonight, Gary, that you don't want written on the front page of the newspaper tomorrow morning. What she's saying really was wise because what you do will be found out. So don't do something you don't want to be found out. And in ministry particularly, your testimony matters. Your reputation matters. The weight of your impact on someone's life can be impacted detrimentally if you give way and make a decision that is foolish. Proverbs 22, verse 1 says, A good name is to be more desired than great riches. Favor is better than silver and gold. So there, we need to make sure that Make a difference for God's kingdom. Nothing's more important than the eternal destinies of people around us. Proverbs 11, verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. 
So make sure you're making decisions that are going to be beneficial to actually leading someone to Christ as well. Okay, last one, number 10. Last principle of making wise decisions for 2021 and beyond, and this last but not least, this is real important, is trust in God's sovereign purposes to prevail. I mean, pray for wisdom, do all your best to follow the scriptures and wise counsel and all the kinds of things you need to do to make wise choices. But when you are ready to make that decision, trust the Lord. Trust in his sovereignty to prevail. Trust is an important aspect of making wise decisions. The book of Proverbs tells us a lot about this. It says this in Proverbs 16.33. It says, The lot is cast into the lap. Talking about casting lots. The lot is cast into the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. The Lord will prevail. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a person's heart but the counsel of the Lord will stand. See, many of us are asking God for guidance in 2021. Some of you are on the verge of making a major decision right now, maybe this week. And you're wondering what is the right thing to do. Even though we're asking God for help in making decisions, I want you to understand that God is already way more involved in your future than you know. He's already way more involved in guiding you than you know. In fact, it says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, that he works everything. He works everything. 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 He works everything according to the purpose of his will. Romans 8.28 informs us, and part of that includes turning everything for our good. I tell you, that's great comfort for me. I hope it's great comfort for you for 2021. Because, you know, no matter what someone else may try to do, God's purpose for your life will stand. It will stand. So whatever your plans are for 2021, I want to end with one more proverb. You know, one more proverb that's real important that we understand. It says this, Proverbs 16.3. says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. So after you've done everything to make a wise decision, commit your works to the Lord. The word commit here means to roll onto. Commit to the Lord. Roll it on to the Lord. Put, it means to put all your weight onto something. Put, put all the weight of this now on him. You've done due diligence on making a wise decision. Now put the whole thing on him. Put the weight of this on him. The Proverbs is calling us to come to a place now in the decision-making process that we're trusting God. Now we're trusting him totally trusting him. All the weight is on him. Do you know, when you study the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis, a great story, but do you know Joseph, what turned Joseph into the wise leader who would eventually save Egypt, all of Egypt, and his whole family? What turned him into that wise leader? See, I think you've got to remember, he was sold into slavery he was sent to prison unjustly. But in the midst of all those dark times, he unconditionally trusted God. He was trusting him. See, it's so important if we're going to become wise men and women that we come to a place where we, in every decision, you're going to end up coming to a place where you're going to have to trust God. 
And then through the dark times and the good times, you're going to keep trusting him. And as we trust him, we become that wise person because we're going to actually see how brilliant his plan was when we get to the end of it. And we live our life with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him. Walk with him. Know him. Do things connected with him. Talking to him about it. And then finally, trust him. Put all the weight of it on him. And he can handle it. He can carry it. Amen? Amen. Let's stand together and pray. Father, you know all the decisions right now that people in this room and people online are wrestling with. And Lord, we're asking you for your help. We pray for wisdom. We ask for it. We trust you for it. We pray, Lord, you would really connect us with wise advisors. You show us in your word also, Lord, anything we're overlooking that pertains to this decision. And we pray, Lord, that we would really be wise in how we gather information and we weigh outcomes and we do all the things that you teach us to do. Lord, also I pray for us as a church family that we end up in that place where we trust you, where we roll it all over onto you and commit it to you and you establish our plans. Lord, we're grateful that you are the sovereign Lord and that your purposes will prevail and your purpose for each one in this room and online will stand no matter what else comes their way. So Lord, I pray that as we go through this series, make us wise men and women of God that you can use for your glory and honor. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.